And as I started to kind of like get into this, I seem to have ended up going down a rabbit hole into the whole world of mechanical keyboards, which made me realise for the last two years I've com- I've been completely oblivious to a whole kind of subculture of people who really appreciate the tactile click of a mechanical keyboard. It's become a little bit like coffee snobs of, well, should it be click, clack, or my new word um, that's very popular on YouTube videos, the, the essence of the perfect mechanical keyboard is you want a keyboard that's flocky. You don't want clack, you don't want click, you want fuck, because it's the most satisfying tactile feel and sound combination when your keyboard goes fuck, 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 as you're typing. So basically, to cut a long story short, I started getting really into mechanical keyboards in a big way, and I absolutely love it. It's just so nice. It's interesting you said, because again, like when talking about digital cash and so forth, it's like mm. in a world that has been digital in so many ways, it's interesting that more and more people are trying to go back to some kind of analog thing. And I wonder why. And then I wonder yeah. how, what that means for cash. And yeah, this is the bit with Bitcoin that I still haven't got my head around. Okay. I don't, I don't understand mining. Right. And how computer like and I didn't know whether we could okay. talk about that a little bit yeah. because that's a good place to I, start I, actually I, because it I, I I think whenever like buying in uh, uh, to Bitcoin the hardest thing for like well what like what does it mean to mine and what does it actually what what okay we can understand it as a currency now but what mm. does mining bits actually mean. Right. Okay. I hope you could enlighten me in that way that you, only I'll you could enlighten. I'll try. It is. A, it is. It, it is difficult to get your head around. Okay. For sure. Um, yeah. Most people like fall at this hurdle, um, and it is. It's a real, like, conceptual leap that uh, you have to make. Mm. I think in order to kind of like go, ah, now I get it. Yeah. Like, because without yeah. understanding mining at all, I think the vast majority of people outside of the Bitcoin community um, can't get their heads around this intangibility of well, where where does the value yeah. initiate from? Like, I can understand yeah. gold, like it's scarce, yeah. and other people want to actually hold this physical item, but with something that's ones and noughts it's like i can't get my head around this intangibility well, it, of where does the value originate where does what is mining so so what is this work yeah. that's done and how does it's it like like, get... like you were saying yeah like like you were saying like there's something beautiful about tactile typing with yeah. a with a mechanical keyboard yeah and i suppose like cash as a mechanical keyboard in comparison to a, a digital keyboard which is Bitcoin, like and therefore yeah. what 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 makes it work i guess yeah 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 i mean that's that's exactly it okay so so right bitcoin mining now so basically um you get that uh, Satoshi Nakamoto um, solved the double spend problem, and in yeah. doing so, um, there was a paradigm shift took place in creating this trustless um, mechanism of an online ledger right. that could be decentralized. The problem is, is that. Um, that network needs to be secure. And uh, so 
basically, you need some kind of mechanism to secure the network when you're um, validating the transactions, when you're validating the blockchain. So let me let me try and start from the very beginning. Okay, so when you um, transfer um, money across the internet. You want to do it without yeah. a centralized system, like a bank. Because as soon as you have a bank, you've got a centralized system. So um, money is debited from me and um, debited from my account with the bank and credited to your bank account. Now, yeah. now the Chris bank... Mallory. yeah. Now the bank in the middle... I have to trust that the bank will do what I've asked it to do. Okay? Yeah. And I think around that 2008 time, Satoshi Nakamoto was a little bit disillusioned with the whole idea of banks because they're all corrupt. And the governments yeah. are corrupt. And how can I make a system which doesn't rely on a third party to validate the transaction. I need a way in which um, the transaction can be held in an online ledger and that um, when I need to um, validate that the, the money has transferred from me to you, the right amount has not had some um, bad actor get in between us mm. in this transaction yeah. and then siphon off some of the money from the transaction yeah, or duplicate mm. the transaction and then siphon off the same amount for themselves. We've got to have some kind of uh, system which allows the ledger to be checked and validated. And so Satoshi came up with this idea that instead of having just one centralized system check that all the transactions, when you add up all the values, it's, um, it checks out that the money has been transferred from the um, sender to the recipient. Okay. Now, instead of just having one validator, well, why not have everybody validate the entire block yeah. of transactions? And so this is called the consensus mechanism. That right. if some bad actor wants to try to actually hijack the blockchain and manipulate it or um, try some smart way of hacking into it and taking some money out. Yeah. If you've got 10,000 people checking the blockchain and only one person says, no, 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 that's not right. That's not going to reach consensus. Yeah. It has to be absolutely right. everybody agrees that this is the amount. Otherwise, we just go, hang on a moment. We need consensus. And, and, and when, when we say that, is the consensus an automated thing or is that actually any kind of human making oh. that consensus or is it just... So this is where kind of cryptography that... comes into it. So, okay. like, it uses um, Shard 256 hash, hash um, algorithm. Okay. The thing right. about this... And this is where it gets into like where people's like, oh, oh, oh yeah. including myself. Uh, yeah. And including Russell yeah. Brand, who's probably done the best video on on this thing, but he doesn't explain it very well. Because <laughs> he doesn't understand okay. it very well. But I think some of his analogies absolutely do work. Um okay. but he's okay. just making fun of this is crazy, you know, it's like some difficult puzzle that all these computers are trying to solve, and one of them manages to solve the puzzle he didn't understand what what uh something 
doesn't make sense until a lot further down the rabbit hole where you go, ah, now I get it. What's happening is that um, to close the block and claim a Bitcoin reward, yeah, so, so the proof of work consensus method means that thousands of computers that are the validators yeah, are trying to solve a very difficult cryptographic puzzle. And this is where they're burning right. a lot of electricity because they are processing p- potential guesses at the solution to the mathematical problem. Okay? Right. And we know it's going to take about 10 minutes to solve it. Okay? Okay. This is this is where they change the difficulty level of the hashing algorithm. Okay. So that if there are if there are less miners operating, yeah, then the difficulty level goes down so that so that each block can be validated every roughly ten minutes. Okay. And if okay. there are, are more miners validating the transactions then the difficulty level can go up because there are more people trying to solve the puzzle if your computer happens to guess the right um solution to the mathematical problem very quickly it goes i've got it now the beauty and this is the thing most people don't understand and why it's like uh don't get it is the fact is is that this um, solution to the problem is very difficult to actually come up with the solution. But once you've got the solution, it's absolutely simple for everybody else to use that to check that it's correct. So it's it's like you've got the key, you send that key, to thousands, just like that. I've got it. Bang, here it is. And then every other validator goes, oh, yeah, that's correct. And that's where consensus is reached. And the computer that solved the problem is rewarded with Bitcoin. But they've all been trying to right. win that Bitcoin, that sweet Bitcoin reward. Most of them won't. Right. Okay. So it's, it's, it's like a million rubik's cubes all going at it to release yeah. the key to the to the vault that gives you the gold that's right yeah okay. and the thing right. is you. is that okay once you've solved it everybody else goes ah yes now if you try to go i've solved it and it's not right everyone else goes now nah, bollocks and kicks you off the network yeah. Right. So then you've opened you, that. That that's what's that Noel Edmonds thing where you open the box and you might have no money in it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You get yeah. dunk tanked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> dunk tank. Yeah. 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 Okay. Was gotcha, it dunk gotcha, tank yeah. Yeah. Or, or something like that. But oh, basically, it was something like like the the banker or something. Yeah. 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 So so it's important to kind of like figure out what 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 is this mining because if you think about it as gold and and I think it's a very good analogy to think of Bitcoin as digital gold it's a helpful analogy Hmm. to say well how do I get gold well I've got to do some work and that work is actually digging into the ground and you spend money extracting it and refining it and Hmm. getting rid of the impurities or whatever I think Michael Saylor's analogy of of uh, the Bitcoin network is like uh, uh, a million cyber hornets protecting, right? Yeah, protecting the le- online ledger, and and basically yeah. it is the most secure computer system mankind has ever invented. Yeah, right. it can't be hacked. It, it honestly to hack it now. 
the only way to hack it would be to um, have a 51% attack, which would mean you ha would have to own over 51% of all the nodes on the network. And to actually do that, considering how much it costs to buy a miner, it's, it's, it's just really infeasible that you could do it. And then if you... I'm seeing... I'm seeing a, a James Bond plot with Elon Musk as the villain. Well, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Trying to hack blockchain. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it could never be done. I think with... Um, it'd be bloody hard. Yeah, yeah. It'd be bloody hard. And if you did it, it would probably cost you more than you're ever going to make from actually yeah. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Basically, what what would you achieve if if you were like forty nine percent? You spent all that money and be kicked well, off the bloody network <laughs> if it fails well, one attempt. Well, also, <laughs> also if you, if you pull it off, you probably devalue the very thing that you've just Absolutely. achieved. I mean, that's the other side of it. Is yeah. like if you actually did get away with it, you've just devalued the value of Bitcoin. So that it wasn't worth yeah. it, and you'll never recoup the money. That's yeah. really, it's really it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a beautifully secure, decentralized system. And to be honest, that's what makes Bitcoin different than every other cryptocurrency. Um, is yeah. the decentralization? I think uh, uh, Vitalik Buterin. Um, the guy that created Ethereum is always talking about the trilemma or the blockchain trilemma where you can only ever solve two parts of the trilemma. You can have decentralization, you can have security, but then you can't have scalability. Okay, right, so you've yeah. got scalability, you've got decentralization, and Sorry, you've got scalability, decentralization. What's the other one? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> what have we got? The, the trilemma. Uh, decentralization. There are three. Scalability. Scalability is one. What is it? Blockchain. Blockchain trilemma. I'm having a brain fart. Trilemma. Right. Yeah. Decentralization, security, and scalability. <laughs> I think I'd said you, you that. You said it the first time, and then we for, we forgot it as we were talking. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and I think um, basically, Bitcoin solves security. Yeah. Mm. And and decentralization, but it hasn't solved scalability. Right. So if you think about what? it. Hmm. What's the scale and what's the scalability challenge? Okay, well, scalability. If you think about how many transactions per second can be processed. Okay, so Bitcoin um, can process about um, seven transactions a second, which is pathetic. I think Visa right. okay. processes something like a hundred thousand, or it's a, it's it's massive compared to to Bitcoin. And I think Solana is... um, are up there. And Solana is one of the fastest, and that can pretty much um, process. I think it can process more transactions a second than Visa or Mastercard. Um, so, so that's got the scalability. Am I, am I right in saying then that that is what makes Bitcoin 
not a good transactional currency, but a good currency of value. Is that is that is that right? Or is that my pretty much? Yeah. Now that's what makes okay, it gotcha. inherently a good store of value, and why most people think, uh, but without the scalability, how can it be a um, unit of exchange? Um, so, because we can't process many transactions per second, yeah. It doesn't lend itself to being a currency. Right. Okay. Yeah. It it needs to be a unit of exchange um, to become a commonly used everyday uh, currency that's going to replace the dollar. Um, right. However, now... Bitcoin's a layer one solution, or layer zero solution, you could say. Whereas the Lightning Network is a layer two. It's built on top of Bitcoin. And the Lightning Network solves scalability for Bitcoin. It'll handle similar amounts of transactions per second to Visa. This is what's being used on uh, the uh, wallet used uh, the oh, what's it called um, uh, something there's a there's a wallet uh, developed that uses the lightning network that's used in El Salvador um, is it, oh what's El Salvador's wallet Oh, okay. What's it? What's it called? Which crypto wallet is used in El Salvador? Um, ah, why don't we just? Why can't Google answer my questions? Chivo wallet, the Chivo wallet, and I think it's based on Stripe or something. Okay, right. Yeah. Well, basically, like. Um, I think it's actually a better system um, that you've got um, the scalability given to you by the Lightning Network and the transaction mm. fees are almost zero for transacting small amounts. Yeah. 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 And this, this is wonderful because the transaction fee on the Bitcoin network is a hell of a lot more. But what you find is that by using the lightning network that's built on top as another layer what happens is this will do all the daily transactions very very quickly yeah and it's almost like there's liquidity within the processing of this second this layer that basically then does like um its own clearing on the bitcoin layer later on so basically, okay. the transaction fees for people making small transactions, yeah, on the, I think the, the Chivo wallet is based on Stripe, um, which is right. another very, very popular wallet that yeah. uses the like Digital network. payment, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, I think what was happening in El Salvador, um, was that they were getting, you know, stuffed by um, Western Union. If if you're an El Salvadorian and you want to send dollars to someone, yeah, a relative, yeah. yeah, then they were taking huge fees and commissions on all these wire transfers that took took a few days to clear, and it's just like yeah taking the piss okay. and i yeah. absolutely yeah. hated the way the imf was so bloody smarmy about oh you shouldn't do that or it will fail and all this yeah. and, and it's like nah fuck them fuck them fuck them all let these yeah. el salvadorians actually be able to transfer money by some sly method that doesn't involve you corrupt 
bankers to get your smarmy hands on their hard-earned money, you poor bastards. And, you know, mm. got hyperinflation on your currency, so you've ended up going with dollars for the security of, mm. of having a more stable currency in the country. And now you're getting so much money creamed off. It's always the most vulnerable mm. people that seem to be getting taken up the yeah. rear entrance by yeah, yeah. these bloody greedy bastards. And and that is another reason why I was saying last time, what is Bitcoin? For me, it's hope that we yeah. will be able to live in a world without all these bad actors, these corrupt bastards. Okay? They're yeah, just, fighting just back. Just everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're fighting yeah. back. And the, that leads us quite nicely into, well, you know, Kevin, this Bitcoin thing, you sound like it's utopian. Yet the media is full of horror stories. Most lately, mm -hmm. the SBF, the FTX. Yeah. Um, debacle. <laughs> For want of a better word. Doesn't sound like crypto's that clean, that pure or anything. And sure, mm. on the face of it, what an absolutely perfect story to scare the hell out of anybody from going into crypto. I I certainly yeah. I've been in crypto for a year and a half now. Maybe maybe a yeah. bit longer, but um and this FTX um story really is sickening when you look at what's mm. actually been happening. And I thought, oh, God, you know, like, really? What am I involved with here? And right. the more yeah. I thought about it, it's like, yeah, you know what? I was saying to you last time that I think that I've, I've been starting to think that really Bitcoin is very different than every other crypto. And that perhaps, yeah. perhaps it's my own greed that... Um, made me lean towards other cryptocurrencies as a way of making a fast buck because I want to put my money or I want to invest money into the fastest horse so that like basically yeah. I'll make the fastest profits from this currency yeah and mm. then like basically sell that and buy Bitcoin with it. Because I, I think of Bitcoin as being the store of value, whereas these other ones yeah. I could trade with. Yeah. And They're more transactional money. stuff, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And I got into staking because basically, what, now that you've kind of got your head around mining, yeah? You kind of mm -hmm. like, all right, with the mining? side of it yeah so, yeah i i i I, th I think that now makes sense to, i i didn't understand how you were extracting the thing yeah. that you're putting value on that was the bit that i was it's basically I yeah, yeah. you have to spend a lot of money on electricity yeah. to actually and you've got to pay money on an infrastructure of the machine an asic mining machine which is like a specialist mm. processor that has been specifically designed for one job to try to solve hash uh shard 256 hash algorithms yeah okay so you're spending money on the machine and you're spending money on electricity the most yeah. profitable way yeah. of getting value for money is to be green and get it from renewable energy or from getting it from a volcano. You don't have to be right, yeah. in a city. You can be in the middle of bloody nowhere. So actually going to Uzbekistan and mm. using um, geothermal energy is probably the most profitable way of, of actually making money out of Bitcoin now. I wonder if I, if if I could do a hydro powered bit miner 
using waterfall. Yeah, that would be Power. that would yeah. be profitable. Texas is very profitable, and and they're certainly. Um, well, I don't particularly like the idea of slime Ted Cruz in um, Texas. I think the Texan um, laws and regulation about Bitcoin mining is is pretty progressive. It's it's um, allows people to do it um, and still be profitable. So, you know, like fair play to Texans. Um, but um, and I love it when uh, China tried to ban Bitcoin mining a year or so ago, and basically they were pretty successful. All they've done is made it even more decentralized. Thank you very much, because we didn't want it all centralized in China. <laughs> so by them trying to ban it, they've actually, you know, it's benefited the Bitcoin network because everyone went all over the world. They shipped out their mining rigs, and I think everybody benefited from that. And that brings me back to FTX, because I kind of think the whole Bitcoin community has been benefited by this whole FTX disaster. Right. It's unbelievable what uh, Sam Bankman Freed tried to get away with. Um, so and, and for listeners who don't know about it do you want to sort of what's what's the the salient yeah. points of the ftx okay to, to bring it down basically for a long time or a couple of years which is a long time crypto um sam bankman freed was thought of as like the crypto equivalent of um morgan stanley or or maybe you think of um, uh, some of the best investors, um, right? Yeah, yeah, like, and, like a big banking firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he was almost thought of as the white knight of crypto because he couldn't do anything wrong. He gave huge donations to the Democratic Party in the American elections. Mm. Um, he was a darling of the crypto world. And he was also um, discussing regulation with um, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, Gary Gensler, the um, right. head of the SEC, it was kind of like in bed with Sam Bankman-Fried regarding how crypto should be regulated. Because I don't think there's anyone who's really saying, oh, no, let's like leave it as the Wild West. We actually want it yeah. to be regulated. But yeah. we don't want uh, idiots that don't know what they're talking about trying to regulate it. Um, mm. um, we like people... Look, Gary Gensler taught... Bitcoin at MIT and his videos on YouTube, his lectures on Bitcoin are amazing. He really does understand it. So you'd yeah. think, well, okay, it's really good that the head of the SEC understands Bitcoin. And yeah. Gary Gensler would say that um, Bitcoin is a commodity, whereas all these other cryptocurrencies are securities and they have to be regulated differently yeah. You have, um, yeah and I think he's probably right um, because I think the Howie test one of the one of the things you've got to prove in the Howie test is that um, it's not created by a single company and it can't be manipulated by just like a small group of management in that company. Because then you get these pump and dump right. schemes. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like basically, oh, well, interestingly enough, when you think about um, the story of FTX, a couple of years ago, um, this cryptocurrency exchange was created called FTX. 
And this, uh, the, the person who founded FTX was a man called Sam Bankman-Fried, and he got his money from a company, a trading company called Alameda Research. Alameda Research right. um, made its money, um, oh, from a very nice little arbitrage with um, the value of Bitcoin in America and the value of Bitcoin in Japan. Okay. Sam, Sam Bankman-Fried would basically be buying Bitcoin in America and selling it back to the Japanese and skimming off a little bit of profit. Okay. And that's where Alameda Research was making its money, just repeating, rinse and repeat, again and again and again. Very safe trade, mm. no, no real problem. They started making more and more money and, and uh, building up a nice name for himself. And he, was, he had a girlfriend called Caroline, and she became the head of uh, Alameda Research while Sam Bankman-Fried continued on like uh, creating FTX. FTX seemed like a exchange built by traders for traders, and that was its kind of strapline. And, mm. and its competitor would be Binance, They're the biggest crypto exchange in the world. And uh, to kind of get closer to what actually happened was Alameda Research um, was actually being supported by FTX. After the collapse of Luna and um, there was, what was it, Gemini and Three Arrows Capital, all these um, companies had great big holes in their bank balance that needed to be filled. Yeah. Sam Bankman-Fried was running around saying, don't worry, I will buy them out. And I have enough money, don't you worry. And so he just ended up going from being the darling to being called the white knight of crypto. Because everything he said right. and everything yeah. he did just seemed to be, he's amazing. He's made so much money that he can just you know, bail out these failing companies. This is the problem of the unicorn in, 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 tech, in tech circles. And nobody ever stops and goes, but unicorns aren't real. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? That really is the thing. <laughs> because the, the, you know, it's the, it's the ultimate, isn't it? Whenever you look at the con and the con man, it's, it's the bigger the con, the more obvious it is in hindsight, but you don't see it at the time. You're like, no, come on. I mean, someone would know. Someone would have said well, there's it, something it, up here. It, there's, there's been two really interesting drama series in the last couple of years. There's The Dropout, which is about the, the Silicon Valley raising venture capital for these blood testing machines that they never oh, invented and never worked, but they were able to... Right. And, and that's a really good series about the escalation of value in effectively what is nothing. Okay. And the other one was uh, the, the, the one about WeWork, which is they, they framed an office rental I'll company yeah. as if it was a tech startup. Yeah. And, and I think the problem is, is, is there has been a lot of value created in things that actually had no commercial, like, like Twitter for many, many years and, and probably now more so, didn't actually make money but the opportunity so, so so when venture capital puts money in it it's being speculative about the future value of it and i think what i've understood of the ftx thing is it's another situation like that where where your your cognitive bias says it's got to be it, you keep going because it's it, it, it it's gambler fallacy almost yeah well i thought it was a highly uh amusing part of the story is that um, yeah. you have CZ from, or the CEO of um, Binance. Okay. He doesn't mm. like what 
Sam Bankman-Fried is doing by going to Gary Gensler. It seems like Sam Bankman-Fried is sweetening up Gary Gensler to get the regulation in place that's going to favour FTX and not be so good to Binance. And I'm not that pleased about this. He's, he's kind of like... Uh, He's going about it in an underhanded way, and I don't like it. Also, uh, SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried, was um, saying things that were quite rude about Gary and his per uh, about um, CZ and his personal life and and stuff, mm. and just getting on his nerves. Now, at the same time, CZ has a huge holding of FTT tokens. Okay? You've you've actually supported FTX by holding on to all these FTT tokens. And yeah. CZ's thinking, right, well, you know what? It's time for me to just dump the FTT tokens. Cause, you know, I don't I, I want I want well shot of you. I'm, I'm Tired of having this association, let's say. Um, mm. And so when CZ's making this announcement, in one tweet he says, uh, We're going to be, uh, um, con we're considering selling our FTT tokens. And Caroline from Alameda said, well, if you're considering selling your FTT tokens, we'll buy them at something like $23 or $25. I can't remember the amount. Caroline is supposed to be quite smart, but that was the most stupid thing you could ever do. Because if these FTT tokens were $32 and you've just said, we'll buy them at $22 or something, you've just told the entire market they're not worth $32. And it yeah. started a run. <laughs> People selling their yeah. FTT tokens. And they all unraveled that basically there was a run on the FTT token and it pretty much went down, it didn't go to zero, but it was down to about $3. Mm. And this whole thing has been underpinning um, Alameda research. And then you look at what they've been doing is they've been FTT token. Who makes FTT token? FTX. They print it. And I want to take a loan on my FTT tokens to give to Alameda to support them in their trading. Yeah. And I'll also use all the customer assets. <laughs> to back my loan, everything that's shady, underhanded, and definitely illegal, and you're just going and doing it all, yeah? And, and it was suddenly exposed, and all of a sudden, like, if you can't trust, if you can't put your trust in FTX, who can you put the trust in? Can I trust mm. Coinbase? Can I trust Binance? Can I trust this? And all the exchanges are now like gone to panic mode of let's show that all our assets are backed yeah. by dollars or Bitcoin. Yeah. Or, and they, and I'm, I'm not just printing an air coin to support. Yeah. Which is ironic because that's exactly what the banks do, <laughs> but exactly they're smarter. Well, they're smarter. They don't. They don't announce it in in such a way okay. as to devalue their own currency. Yeah. So of course, quite shortly after this thing blows up, and I'm thinking, God, well, thank God, I'm about eighty percent Bitcoin and and twenty percent mm. in other crypto. Because basically, all these other cryptos, yeah, maybe, you know, they're fine. But ultimately, 
Like like uh, Gary Gensler would say, they're most likely securities, and they're probably going to be regulated as securities. Bitcoin is mm. a commodity, so a Bitcoin is incorruptible. <laughs> that's yeah. why I got into it. Well, it <laughs> that's why I like it. Yeah, I mean, what, what, one of the things is you were telling the story there of FTX, and it, somebody said to me very recently, the iceberg didn't sink the Titanic. It was ego that sank the Titanic. And that mm. is what this sounded like. Actually, yeah. it's it's starting to get a bit kind of cocky and so forth. And then you piss off the wrong person. And then yeah. they, and, and actually the fact that you've done those actions yeah. is because you're getting too cocky and yeah. then you get away with it and then you keep doing it. Yeah. I, I remember CZ was going to buy out FTX um, hmm. and save the day. And it took less than 24 hours for him to look at the books and go, oh, no, oh, no, thank you. It's a real mess. It's, a, it's an absolute mess. Um, but the and I'm, the I'm beauty thinking, of Bitcoin is that it doesn't have it doesn't have ego or people involved. Yeah, in that's that, right. That's right. Yeah, that, that, one has to separate. One has to separate the on ramps. The on ramps being the exchanges, because when they're like a, a centralized exchange, they are corruptible. Mm -hmm. As we've seen with Sam Bankman Free, you, as soon as people get involved, they try to game the system by all kinds of underhanded methods, just like Wall Street, just like every financial system that's centralized it is potentially gameable. So, is, 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 is that the one problem with Bitcoin as a store of value is the on-ramping and the off-ramping are what so, so it's, it, it, it becomes like you've you've got a garden that is full of gold but you can't fucking take it out of the garden does that, well, is that, is that a fair not quite not quite because okay, okay. this is yeah. so there are multiple things that this FTX uh, situation exposed immediately is that mm. you don't want to store your bitcoin on an exchange Right, you yes. want to take in it the off same way. You don't want to put gold in a bank. You don't want to. Don't want to put in gold bank. in the bank. Yeah. You want to put it in a vault. Yeah. Uh, with crypto, yeah. you want sovereignty. You want to be the custodian of your asset, and that's where um, cold storage wallets come in. Straight after FTX, there's one. There's one thing that everybody started buying, cold storage wallets from Ledger. And the shares in Ledger went right up. <laughs> everybody yeah, yeah. wants a Ledger. You want to take your crypto off the exchange and put it into cold storage. A cold storage wallet is basically like a USB stick where yeah. you hold um, your cryptocurrency on the USB stick and it's got uh, um, a private key and a public key okay mm. and basically you never share your private key okay and when the beauty of it is is that once you put the Bitcoin or you put the cryptocurrency on your cold storage wallet you unplug it and therefore, it cannot be hacked. Um, yeah. And I, I've, I've owned a couple of cold storage wallets since pretty much the beginning because it's part of my philosophy with Bitcoin is to be self-sovereign. And the only way that someone could steal my Bitcoin is to put a gun to my head and demand that I share the password i could always say fuck off and get shot but they won't get my bitcoin and that way i'm like yeah good fuck it that's good enough for me yeah um <laughs> but then is there a danger that we then end up having 
lots and lots of wallets sitting on USB sticks that are hidden away. Like it becomes cash under the mattress or or like a sunken ship with gold on it. It then at some point in 200 years, somebody's going, we need to find all the USBs that have the, the Bitcoin on them. Okay, well, I think it's better than having the money in a fractionalized banking system. With, you see oh, no, what the sure, banks yeah. are doing. Okay, yeah, yeah. what's going to happen is there will be lots and lots of people who are too clumsy and spill Coca-Cola on their cold storage wallet, right? People mm. lose their passwords. People die without writing a will. <laughs> and, yeah. and whereas we, we estimate that out of the 21 million Bitcoin, perhaps four or five million Bitcoin have already been lost. What's it going to do yeah. to the price of Bitcoin? just makes it more scarce, which means the price of Bitcoin becomes more valuable. Okay? Yeah, because you can't print more Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think Michael Saylor once made a point that probably the most charitable thing you could do in the world is die without giving your Bitcoin as inheritance. To anyone. Yeah, because yeah, basically yeah. absolutely everybody that holds Bitcoin gets a small percentage of your Bitcoin. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, sure. Um, now, the thing is, it's the, actually, the USB stick is probably not the most important thing because it... Right. What's important is your private key. Because if I smashed my USB stick to smithereens, ground it up as hmm. dust, I can just order another USB stick, and as long as I've got my private key, I basically have okay. my yeah. crypto back. So basically, yeah, the cold storage wallet, fine. It makes it easy for me just to log on and check my Bitcoin, transfer some of it, or whatever. No problem. Hmm. But, um, the most important thing is holding on to the private key. This is where people now um, have systems where you basically, um, if I write my private key on paper, that could get burned. Okay, I have a fire yeah. in my house and it gets burned. So I've lost my private key. Not a good idea. So you buy these um, uh, um, systems where you basically take the letters of your private key because it's actually a whole load of seed phrases. So yeah, yeah, like you yeah, have yeah, some yeah. like 20, 24 small words, five letter words, and like basically mm. you, you put them in metal in a tube in the right order or you etch them into metal titanium. Yeah, it's basically like everything could burn to the ground. Yeah. And you haven't lost your private keys. You can still recover your crypto. Mm. And what I, I thought was funny was like, I was about to spend about, I don't know, $150 US on the system for um keeping my private keys like in metal i thought hang on a minute you could buy one of those kits you know the ones that you uh stamp your bike with with the letters yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Let, 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 let's get a hammer buy a set of those and then basically buy um a set of metal or um stainless steel washers 25 millimeter washers and a bolt and stamp the <laughs> seed phrases into the washers put them on the bolt tie it up that's your um private key stored but even better than that is i buy two bolts 
and I put half my private key on one bolt and half my private key on the other one, and maybe I send that bolt to my sister. She can't use it on its own. <laughs> and if I need to recover it, as I says, you know, <laughs> can you give me the other half? <laughs> And what oh, I, could... I didn't understand why you were sending me a bolt. I threw it in the bin. I threw it in the bin. It was like, oh, fuck. I'm fucked then, aren't I? <laughs> Maybe I go to the bank and say, can you put this in the vault? Yeah. No, I mean, it, 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 it's the bit that I'm always interested in because it's like the minute you start to become skeptical of something digital and then you have to put faith in hard. a person. <laughs> Then yeah. you have to put faith in a person. It's, a, it, yeah. it, it, it's very hard to ever truly get away from. Well, I'm, I'm decentralizing my own problem, storage yeah. of my private key. Yeah. Um, it's basically yeah. like everything comes down to being decentralized ultimately, doesn't it? And, and, and kind yeah. of like this, I don't know if we've got time, but it gets me on to the whole thing of Bitcoin being digital energy. This is blowing my mind on the fact that with Elon Musk having big problems with Twitter, and I think that essentially blockchain is the answer to his problem. Um, right. So, bearing in mind that Bitcoin is truth, Bitcoin is honesty, because it's immutable. You can't fuck with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't fuck with it. Yeah. It's basically, this is what I said. Sure. Yeah. You can't argue with it. It's going to be recorded. Mm. It's immutable. What was said exists on that record. It's yeah. protected by a million cyber hornets. Yeah. And when Satoshi solved the double spend problem. He did more than just create a system for transferring money. He's actually found a way to essentially make matter in cyberspace. Okay? It's a really, really bit of a, a mind fuck, if you ask me. Because what okay, have we done? I, I'm, I'm really intrigued with this. Yeah. But I'm also mindful of the time. So I think. Yeah. So, another another let, chat for another day, isn't it? But let, but let, let, let's, let, can we, can we do a, can we do a teaser for what that mind yeah. fuck is and then go tune in next time? We'll go to it. <laughs> we'll go to it in we'll, depth. We'll de Decentralize the teaser. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So basically, um, Michael Saylor um, has always gone on about um, Bitcoin being digital energy. And most people don't think of it as digital energy. And it's a, it takes a bit of thinking about. But as I thought about it and to like come to the conclusion, he's right. Um, you are essentially by proof of work burning electricity, yeah, and you're essentially, um, if you think about it as you, what are you doing with this electricity? You're condensing it into a token called Bitcoin, um, you're encapsulating pure energy into a token mm. okay to give it um value from the outset you're kind of condensing the electricity into the token from everybody that's mining yeah and using electricity to validate or by consensus that this exists You've actually forced electricity into a token. And that's to be thought of as a digitalization of the energy in the purest form. 
And so going with the rules of thermodynamics, E equals mc squared, you could refactor that equation and say, have we done it? We've actually created matter inside a space. Mm. <laughs> okay. That's the that's the little teaser. Okay. Because it's a head warp. And I think as a second one, a second one. Okay. Because this helps, because why am I talking about Elon Musk's problem with Twitter? Okay, when um, you think about cyberspace, yeah, there's no accountability. If you are able to attack a website with no consequence, then you can go to someone's website, write a Python script, spin it up and, and duplicate it a million times. And you're basically able to attack it again and again and again with no consequence to you because you're not paying anything. But if every single time you were to try to spin up your Python script to actually do something in cyberspace, yeah, and there's consequence by you losing one Satoshi or two Satoshi or ten Satoshi, yeah, yeah, yeah. then there's consequences of your action. You get fined, yeah. Like you don't walk into a hotel room, yeah, smash it up, just walk out, and go, ha, ha. yeah, because. Yeah, because you've put your credit card behind the counter and they're going to go, oh, naughty, naughty, we shall debit your card for the damage you've done. In cyberspace, your actions have no consequence. And that's what Satoshi yeah. solved when he solved the double spend problem. If you do this, if you send this money to John, if Kevin sends money to John, Kevin can't have it and John has it. Yeah. If I do this transaction of information in cyberspace, yeah, yeah, I lose something. Yeah, I can't have it. And so if you use blockchain to validate the tweets and that it costs you, yeah, then when you've got thousands of bots spreading this information, it's going to cost you. You're accountable. There's consequence yeah. to your action. It won't be worth it. Yeah, yeah. And so, same as trying to hack Bitcoin. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And yeah. so that opens up another conversation about how to make cyberspace beautiful and um, elegant. Because basically, this is the reason why cyberspace is so shit. It's trashy. So, it's worthless. There's yes. fuck all consequence yeah. to whatever I do. So it remains garbage. So next time, we're really going to say the future is the metaverse, not the metaverse. Mm -hmm. The metaverse. Okay. Like <laughs> I tell you, Kevin, go on a fucking copyright site or something and let's fucking trademark that now. <laughs> the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> Put it, put, please, let's, let's put it on a fucking blockchain somewhere. The metaverse. We invented it, right? We now. invented the metaverse. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Excellent, mate. That was a good place to. I, I, yeah, my brain is. is I'm gonna. I'm gonna be, have to go on a walk, and but I, I'm. I'm. It's spinning. So that's okay. And that's the whole point. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. It's, 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 good it's an open discussion yeah. about all kinds of technology or whatever. Um, and how it opens affects, our yeah. minds yeah. about see see it's like a lot of people immediately get into like this traders mentality of the price of bitcoin it's, it's yeah it's nice yeah it's nice but and that's the bit that that's the bit that's been bothering me yeah that seems a surface level thing 
and yeah. and that's why I want and I know that when when digging into stuff with you and I know we go down yeah. rabbit holes and we even get things wrong but yeah. by by exploring yeah, I'm it, sure I'm sure I said something completely cute, wrong but no no doesn't matter no no but 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 it, it but that's the the point is is to have a natural curiosity and discuss things and that's how things it's are invented exploring. or that's how we come across it's, it's, it's news exploring. It's exploring and you, stuff stuff that yeah. Michael Saylor's talking about I'm still forming oh I get it now that's what he was on about mm. and the thing is 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 like off on another tangent for another day as well but so when I start thinking about everything like so you know there'll be people who will criticize um which is healthy because people that are going to go mm. criticize um uh the whole concept of, of cryptocurrency or bitcoin and everything that's good um but i keep coming around to thinking Anybody that's done study, every anyone that's actually studied crypto, anyone who's studied blockchain, anyone who's studied and done say ten hours of study, hmm. yeah, has a different take than your average you, Joe, yeah. or whatever. Okay, oh, yeah. and it's bloody telling, yeah. And I yet I've yet to meet anybody that's done a little bit of study, even like uh, yourself, we've, we've done mm, yeah, we're reading the hard book, yeah. money you can't fuck with. If you've done yeah. that book, I don't know how many hours that is, five hours or something? Yeah, um, about five or six hours. Yeah, yeah, five yeah, or six yeah, hours, yeah. but it's given you enough of a heads up that your answers are different than someone who's just read something in the newspaper about Sam Bankman Freed and oh, it's all corrupt. Um, yeah, yeah. or it's tulips or or this kind of thing it's like well the, the yeah, harsh reality yeah. is I know how yeah I know how journalists are educated and mm. I also know what their primary goal is which is to not unfortunately not really get to truth as much oh. as we think it's it's to generate eyeballs to look at stuff mm. and that has taken over the art like the art yeah. of journalism just isn't funded it's, well it's enough doesn't to exist do anymore. the job that it was that's designed something to do. That, that's something the immutable nature yeah. of blockchain will solve. And this is my hope. Yes. This and is I, my I, hope I, for humanity. Yeah. And that's going to be, I think that should be the, the crux of next time. All right. It's been lovely catching up with you. All right, take care. Cashless cash rules everything around me that matters. So the purse strings are tighter than thatches. Desperate times, desperate measures. The news says we're in this together, but everybody I know seems to know better. I'll rob you for your diamonds when we feel pressure. It's all fun and games till someone goes broke. Breaking your house, we heard you sold coke. Catch you late night and snatch your gold rope while the news keeps saying keep calm and keep hope. Yeah, the BBC are talking about the